when I look back, there are a few situations in my life where I'm like, I only saw the good in that person and I shouldn't have done. I should have took them as the whole person, realizing that there's there's pros and cons to everyone and that some people, yeah, were just, they were not for me and I, and I held on longer than I should have done. Hello, welcome back to We Dive Deeper. My name is Kate McGill and this is the podcast where small talk is forbidden. My guests pick at random from 70 of my all-time favourite questions. An amazing, amazing conversation happens. I hope you've all enjoyed season two so far. I cannot believe we're in episode nine already. This year has gone so quickly. I don't know about you guys, but for me, it feels like it should be July still. Also want to say a massive, huge, unbelievably large thank you to everyone who's listened in on an episode so far or shared it on Instagram or left a review or a rating. I cannot tell you how much it means and how much of a privilege it is to be in your ears every other week or whenever you listen to this, you might listen to one every single day. So thank you so, so much. And of course, to the wonderful people who've signed up to my Patreon to support me and what I do with this podcast. I'm so passionate about having these types of conversations with people and encouraging those I love to know themselves better because everything starts with you and your mind and your body think about it that's how you perceive everything and everyone it's the starting point of everything in your life so if you get to know yourself and love yourself then you'll see your outer world change dramatically okay enough of that let's move on to today's guest my best friend miss katie sky man it feels so good to have her on here we met back when i was about 20 or 21 Um, And I was recording my solo EP, Replaced, shout out Replaced at the time. Um, And she was just a beacon of light and energy. And you may know her from her song Monsters. That did really, really well. She performed on Good Morning America. Um, She was doing the kind of remix with Time Flies. She was, she had a fucking crazy time. It was an insane year for her. She's got crazy talent um, and now she's a songwriter for loads of different artists and is always traveling around the globe writing in camps and sessions. Um, I admire and look up to her every single day for her work ethic. And can I just say what a joy it is to have my friends on here too. And I'm thinking as season three approaches how fun it would be to make sure that every single season I have one person from my kind of personal life that I know very very well because they seem to go across well and you like that I really know the person that I'm talking to so let me know what you think about that I would love to hear but regardless enjoy this episode with Katie Sky and as always you can get the last 10-15 minutes exclusively on my Patreon okay here we go so welcome to the We Dive Deeper podcast, Catherine. Thank you. How are you feeling? <laughs> I'm feeling great. <laughs> I feel like this is our everyday conversation anyway. It and is. our friendship in Except general. now you're married. I am married. Kat just got married on Saturday and <laughs> it was the best day. Like ever. And Kate sang for my first dance, uh, Still Into You, their cover by Paramore. And honestly, well, I wasn't even looking at Robbie. I just kept looking at you. Did I not? I was like, I was like preparing for it to be a very sad thing. I was like, bitch, I'm going to (laughs) cry. But I looked over and you were both so happy, just swaying and singing. And I was just like, oh, everyone's singing along. This is so much better. And it wasn't, it wasn't. Yeah, you didn't have to get crazy no. drunk for it, so it was fine it. <laughs> it's so crazy though that i chose singing for a living and the last thing i want to do is sing in front of people i know like what is that about um yeah i know stupid 
Um, okay, so I have 70 questions, yada, yada, yada. You're going to pick a number between 1 and 70, but and I- we're going to dive in. I'm going to go for number 37 for no reason. That you like number that. means nothing to me. Oh, this is a good one for you, Kat. Oh, I'm nervous. <laughs> How would you summarize your life purpose? Oh, my gosh. We're getting in. Oh, let's go. <laughs> Why are we here? We're here to dive deep. Exactly. Okay. Well, how would I summarize my life purpose? For me, personally, I, I've had a brilliant upbringing. I surround myself with, I would say, quite positive people. Hence you being my bestie. Um, I think my life's purpose would be to kind of love people back to life oh i know that's a bit of a quote and i'm gonna say it, and i think i got it from a book actually so don't even quote it it's me <laughs> i probably got it from a book but this whole thing of like if we're not here to help each other out what the heck are we doing do you know what i mean i just i feel very much like when we share everything as a community as people as friends as family we can get for everything and it's fine yeah. Um, and so if I'm having a good time in life, I'm going to be there supporting for someone else who's not having a good time in life. And then when I'm not having a good time in life, they can turn around and do the same for me. So I think my loving life's purpose, people. yeah, would I just be that. flipping, loving on people. And did you always have that? that? Or did it come at a certain age where you like, when you figured that out? I guess, well, because I was, I, I'm a Christian. I was brought up in the church and everything. So I think underlying kind of morals and values were there right from an early age um but like yeah beyond what it says in scripture and and as and as a religion mindfulness is now coming back into fashion and it's all about that it's all about like figuring out who the heck you are so you can go and like spread the love yeah this sounds so hipster (laughs) i mean it though i'm i'm deadly serious i love that so i think yeah i think it the the kind of core ideas of that kind of positive influence that you can have on other people or negative we have the capacity for both yeah i guess um yeah that did come about early earlier in life and now i'm trying to live it as much as and I can, you I guess. do may i just say that is <laughs> if there's any one of my friends that does exactly that makes everyone feel comfortable and happy and like that they're included Oh, God, is that you? Don't make me cry on your <laughs> podcast. Imagine. Not. Man, I love that. Was that was a good question to go I in know, on, right? That was great. Life purpose. Okay. Do I have to, I, I have to pick the number again? Mm-hmm. Do you pick a number at all? No, bitch. Oh, okay. Let's think. I want to try and think of like a significant number, though. I can't think of The any. most significant one is always number seven. Is it? If you want to go there. Maybe we'll do that in the next one. Okay. I would say a significant number for me, my birthday is on the 20th of the month. Like so it. So let's do 20. Ooh. What's your biggest regret in life so far? Oh my. Biggest regret. Oh no, I do know this one. Yeah. I would say there have been, I mean, nothing compared to what some people have to go through in life, like sufferings and awful things um there have been a few opportunity like situations in my life where I held on longer than I should have done to people and I think I I realize now 
it's not a regret as such because I know that it's made me who I am and it's made me realise that about myself. Oh, I think I only see the good in people and sometimes that's actually to the detriment of myself. And I know we've talked about that before. Um, but I think that with something that looks like regret, that would be what it is for me. That, yeah, that when I look back, there are a few situations in my life where I'm like, I only saw the good in that person and I shouldn't have done. I should have took them as the whole person realizing that there's 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 pros and cons to everyone and that some people, yeah, were just they were not for me. Yeah. They were not for me and I and I held on longer than I should have done. And what did holding on like do to you? How did that kind of like affect your character? Massively affected my character. Massively affected my character to the point where I was almost a bit of a shell of myself. When I look back at even photos of myself, I mean, I was stick thin, but I was miserable. Like, I was looking back at myself thinking, I didn't want to be loud. I didn't want to, like, draw attention to myself if I was in a group of people. Like, yeah, they, they literally made me feel like I couldn't be that version of myself. So I just kind of cut off all of that version of me to make myself this kind of quiet, more attainable version. Which, which is, is I know. ridiculous. Now I yeah. know that. And it was a bit ridiculous. But yeah, even when I look back at that time, it is just thinking like, just like I would look back at, I would, I would look at someone else going through a similar situation with a guy or with a family member or anything, with a manager. Um, and anyone who kind of tries to control or manipulate in that way, your characters it's just gonna get completely molded into something that you're not yeah and the earlier you can figure out that that's happening the better and so obviously now this whole mindfulness is coming out and uh yeah i would say it's like come back into fashion again and it's really good because it's giving people the tools to to make sure that they see those signs before it properly like messes up their character do you know what i mean yeah absolutely do you still find it hard to let people go because i know i i really struggle like the world has to prize someone from my hands because i just i think you're the same i can't loyalty from it's it's not even you know like that love island girl who's just like i'm loyal babe it's not <laughs> what is her name georgia georgia, georgia. it's not even Bless like you, that georgia, kind of loyal, like oh i'm loyal it's nothing like that but i think there's something very deep in me that once i've like given something to someone be that like I don't know everything of me emotionally I cannot seem to let go because I just I love people and I really believe the best in them absolutely and so how did it how did you get to a point where you were forced to believe or understand that someone is not good for you like how do you get that well I just as a side note though I think we do that as well because if you see the good in people like you're aware of your own mistakes and things that you've messed up so when you see someone doing it to you you think oh it's just a mistake people should have second chances third chances four chances because I'm a human and I mess up all the time and people give me those chances so I should give those chances to this person in front of me treating me badly potentially and so I think that's one of the reasons why we hold on longer or are loyal or whatever you want to call it is because we are inside our own heads and we know how much we mess up yeah so we're like well I've got to give them another chance because that's like the right you think it's like instinctively the right thing to do to someone that you love yeah love in inverted quotes (laughs) yeah (laughs) quotes um commas and yeah so 
so that was just a side note I think for me that's why I feel like I've held on longer sometimes is because I'm like everyone needs a second fourth fifth yeah 88th chance I know and when, and when like, does it oh, get to okay. a point where you're like actually no this human is just not I think, it's so hard I think mostly for me it's usually stemmed from someone else saying something really like a yeah. friend family member being yeah. like this isn't right yeah because as we know being like self-aware women um like sometimes we are blind to the things that are closest to us because in matters of the heart everything is so messy and complicated you just don't really care you're just in it yeah you're in it and you're in the thick of it and you love it and that's it that's all that you care about whereas the people outside of that situation can see yeah the detriment that it might be having to you it it might not be the thing that's going to suddenly cut them off from you it might be advice it might not be like a and now I'm telling you this because you need to not be with this person or get this friendship out of your life it could be it could just be like have you thought about this because you're you're not acting your normal self do you know what I mean yeah so like even you know with you saying something to me or or Robbie my other half or um my family they know me better than I know myself they've seen me my entire life you've seen me for 10 11 years now whatever and and I think for me it's mainly been people outside telling me like are you okay kind of thing like what's going on like tell me like why are you being like this or do you know what I mean yeah and it's those conversations are hard yeah because it's one thing just hearing it from family and friends and at least recognizing it but then to admit to yourself that something is real and then you have to act on it like you have to you have to admit it to yourself then that someone is not right for you and you have to act on it and that's the worst thing in the world because for so long you almost want to be ignorant and you want to believe that everyone's really good and Mm. you want to believe that things work and miracles can happen Mm. and all that kind of stuff but just that sinking realization of shit this actually is never going to work this person it's just it's that thing of like realizing like you're waiting for someone to change and actually sometimes what if they don't like what if they they're not going to what if actually that's who they are and in previous relationships I've come out of them thinking I wouldn't want anyone to be with me waiting for me to change oh god yeah do you know what I mean so when you when you think of it the other way around it's like why would I be with someone like wishing that they would change surely that just means you're not good you're not like in a friendship or whatever like obviously different if it's a family member because you you work through that you see them anyway but like yeah the I think the thing with a with a relationship is is that like could you could you potentially find someone you can adapt for each other definitely like adapting is the key for sure but like complete that would just change take, of- yeah that would just take you as is everything like does not want you to change one iota that's the goal yeah i mean it's crazy but like yeah even yeah it yeah it's just yeah it's crazy i think it's so nice as well though to see to see you having come from these relationships friendships and to see you now with Robbie at someone who just oh in all encompassing love for you <laughs> wants you to be louder if anything yeah yeah yes? <laughs> like that's the if kind anything, of love you yeah. strive for like how He's, beautiful it's but that's what I'm saying and I wouldn't I wouldn't have seen it for what it is if I hadn't gone through 
like previous stuff yeah just to be completely open Kate already knows this but I'm saying it for the listeners um yeah I was I was engaged like a few years ago now 2021 um to this guy and it was really bad and it was really bad and actually the the thing that made me realize that kind of fact like what if he doesn't change would you still stay is is seeing my sister get married I was like oh crap that's what it's supposed to look like do you know what I mean I I was suddenly this example was displayed I'd 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 like avoided even when family and friends did say stuff because they did they said you know are you okay like is he you know is he you know has he got your best interests at heart is he adding to your life not taking away from it um but then it was, yeah, when I saw my sister get married to her best mate and I realised, crap, that's that's what it's supposed to be. And this and, isn't and, at and all and what it looks no, like. It, it, that was a real wake-up call for me personally. And it's and it's been brilliant because obviously it's brought me back around full circle. But those moments where you're like, do no, do yeah. no. Oh, God, Nothing yeah. is wrong, everything's fine. And then that kind of switch where it you can't avoid it and your stomach just sinks and you're like and now I have to do something yes. about this it's horrible the worst however it's really good it's really good to get to know your character to know what you should not be compromising on and what you can adapt I think like for for both in that sense that was a big tangent Man, but you know what I mean I think I can speak for everyone when I say you are amazing <laughs> stop you're amazing <laughs> And nice. thank you for opening up like that. That's no so, so cool. It's good. You're we've amazing. all been there. We have all been I mean, been we've there. not all been there. No, but like, <laughs> <laughs> I think we've all had broken hearts, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure of it. It's like, what, all songs in the world are written about that pretty much. So it I must mean, be relatable. Yeah. yeah. Okay, next question. Okay. Did you say number seven? I had to do number seven. Oh, you can, you can do number huh? seven. I'm nervous. I feel like, oh. I feel like everyone must know number seven by now. The number seven. It's my favorite one. Go on. <laughs> what was the most traumatic part of your childhood? Oh, we've done this one. We haven't done this one on the podcast, <laughs> yeah. but we've. I've made Kate do these questions with me a few times. <laughs> what did I even say to that one though? Because you had a pretty idyllic childhood, by the sounds of it, right? Massively. But oh, I think you. You, from what I can remember. You said childhood itself was fine. It was when you kind of got to late teens. I guess maybe that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was but... it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like in terms of my actual childhood, like parents are both teachers. They're both legends. They really are. They're they're both yeah, just so loving, so sociable. Always put us first. Um, I'm one of three girls. I'm the youngest. Probably can tell. <laughs> um, yeah, we were all brought up to be very like loud <laughs> and outspoken and confident I guess in a sense and yes yeah, so my childhood I don't I, f- I feel I don't feel bad <laughs> I was about to say I feel really bad for having a really <laughs> idyllic childhood because there is something in me I've watched so many like murder documentaries oh, now on Netflix that I'm like how have I made it this far and I've nothing's happened to me just yet but no I think yeah when I was like a young young adult that was probably the first proper thing that yeah that that happened to me where i was like oh not everyone is good and i remember remember you saying there was one point where 
and we can cut this if you mm, don't want it no, but no, where your mum maybe had a bit of depression and I think you you were you were feeling you were kind yeah. of going out a lot and didn't yeah. feel maybe connected to yourself much at yeah that point. there was yeah there was a time I think it was around like maybe 15 16 um yeah and because of something to do with the church churches hurt people unfortunately because they're all human and that's that's unfortunately a lot of people's view of church or christianity is like yeah like real judgment and um yeah and harshness and just actually the opposite of what we're supposed to be promoting which is a bit ridiculous um but my mom had a had a a kind of horrible experience with um, this uh, one church that we were going to at the time. And um, my other sisters had left home at this point. Um, so I was only child. I think my mum bought me a cat. I thought, I think she was really? like, have a cat because your sisters have gone. I so I was like, yay. Had I had like a little kitten. Yeah, she was cute. She's called Jess. Anyway, um, it was around that time, 15, 16. And because of this situation, and um, that my mom went through. Yeah, she struggled with depression for about a year, two years, just before I left home. And yeah, like that was a, from what I can remember of it. It was it was quite a weird time because I guess because both my sisters had gotten the kind of family routine slightly wasn't there because it was just me. And I went to college anyway. I was going to college at the time, and my dad's energy on and focus was looking after my mum during that time and yeah like it was very confusing I didn't I that was my I guess that was my first like brush brush up with depression yeah Yeah. like I'd seen it in my friends whatever but when it's your parent it's a different and they're yeah because they're the ones that have looked after you your whole entire life you kind of see them as humans all of a sudden they're not just parents oh yeah definitely so so that was the first time I was like oh gosh like yeah adults have horrible times in their life too yeah. and I think parents are so good at putting on brave faces for us because their job is to look after us yeah you know what I mean so so I mean nowadays it's getting really good I mean that's one good thing about social media yeah is that we can actually talk about mental health and awareness and it's all talked about a yeah lot more, it's which all is on amazing. the surface now which is it's, cool. it's amazing um but yeah for my mom at the time yeah I think I just I was confused by it, definitely. And I think it, at the time, it gave me an opportunity to like go out with my mates a lot more um, and everything. But I think my dad was just trying to figure out what the heck do you do with a wife that's got depression and just trying to get through that, I guess. Yeah. Um, Have you ever experienced any kind of depression? or? I mean, you're an extremely positive <laughs> person. I don't think so. I wouldn't. Cat's never sad. <laughs> She's always happy. I have to, like, me and Robbie, we laugh. You can ask him this because he'll testify to it. Every now and then, like, once every three months, let's say, I'll have a down day. I think I I'm using saw the you want finger quotes day. again. Yeah. yeah. And it's, I call it a down day. I mean, it's like slightly lower than average. <laughs> but I just, I, yeah, I just feel... Well, like, I guess we all feel from time to time. Like, I think mine down is uh, equals to unproductive. Right. So I just don't want to do anything. Yeah. There's no (laughs) energy. Netflix. Yeah. Give me Netflix. And I'll just drink a vat of tea. And 
Yeah, I have one of those every now and then. What I, do you do to kind of keep happy? Like, you know, do you keep a journal and stuff like that? A lot of people have I've got like routines. A, I've got like a God book and stuff that I write everything down in there. Yeah, definitely. I, I think because every other part of my life is so list orientated and ju- being self being self-employed you know what i mean like it has to be you have to find motivation from everywhere so i think all of my life is very much that so on the days when that happens i think yeah it li- that's why it literally just it only lasts a day it that's lasts a day to i me. go to sleep and then i wake up and I'm, I'm fine i'm back on it like because i really thrive off that so i want to stay that for as much as possible do you yeah know what I mean? yeah because I, I really thrive it not that i'm like I've aced it because I am. I still <laughs> yeah. eat cheese chips most days at yes. two in the morning. So, <laughs> like, please don't think I'm. I'm saying that I've aced it, but just in terms of like, I don't think I would ever say I've. I've full on had depression, but like, yeah, I've had friends that have, and even like one of our good friends, um, he's got a tattoo on his arm with the equation for the chemical like imbalance in his in his brain, and I really struggle with with the kind of the feelings between the two of I know it's a medical thing and I know it's literally a chemical imbalance in someone's brain but also I have had friends he's definitely not one of them but I have had friends in the past that have like leaned on that label and then that's what they are yeah and for me they kind of attach themselves to for it me, forevermore I'm like I believe in freedom for everyone for absolutely everyone and for me to have a label like that even attached to me i then have that as as me and i will always say that is me i've got oh i do i've i I've, i'm anemic right so the doctors say you're tired all the time but like i, I never sit there and i say oh i'm really anemic so i'm really tired no, because never. I, I i physically try and fight against it because i i don't want it to be and you don't want to be identified as no that, i don't want it to, it to be like you. my my label as it were However, I don't want that to come across as like obviously these levels mean nothing because no, they no, no. like these are medical conditions and like we said, mental mental health is a really mental health awareness is a really good thing. But I think you're right in that. Um, even just just as a helpful thing, I think when I when I get in those holes, even even if I had kind of full blown depression, which I feel like I did at the end of last year, mm. I would never want to keep saying that to myself and keep using those words and because I'd I'd never want to be attached to it I'd never want to be defined by it and I'd always be living every day with the hope that it wouldn't be there Mm. anymore you know Mm. um but yeah I think from watching my mum go through it it was like I think yeah I think her and and like I said a few other friends of mine just that is what they are from this point on and I just struggle with that. Yeah. I don't struggle with people having depression. It's a very widespread anxiety is depression. It's a very widespread thing. And it makes me sad that it's so common now. I know. In like yeah. everyone. Then in, I wonder whether like that's everyone. just because people are talking about it more now. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, and maybe everyone it was always it. Yeah, this exactly. way, but we just talk about it now. But I think it's that thing. It's like, it's just the acknowledgement. This is how I'm always going to be. And there is no other option. You're like, no. I'm like, there is always an option. I'm not saying that I know what that option is. Yeah. And I'm not saying I've got the book and the quotes and the money for yeah. you. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying I, I, 
I find it hard, yeah, when people kind of lie down and give up. I don't like yes. that. I don't, yeah. I'm like, no. You're a fighter. Yeah, You're massively. Fighter. And I feel like if I've got anything to do with anyone in my life feeling that way, I'm going to be like, I'm coming over. Yes. And I'm bringing chocolate. Loving them back <laughs> to life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, that was a massive tangent. I can't remember the question. No, was it the trauma one? Yeah, because we spoke about your mum and that Lol, of souls, guys. <laughs> we knew that we was going to happen. We did it. number seven. <laughs> okay. Let's maybe do I look and see if there's going to yes. be a fun one for you. You choose it. Okay. I now, like I mean, that. this is the beauty of having a friend on the podcast is that I'll know the ones that would be good. Oh. You're going to pick an extra hard one. Mm. I can feel it. Okay. I'm sliding about on a seat a lot. Is that it's, right? Nah, it's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> there are so many, to be fair, that we could pick. Um, Do okay. I need to ask you a question? No. No, no one wants to hear me. Yeah, they do. No, I I talk way too much on these fucking things. <laughs> I do. Okay, so <laughs> clicking the clicking's coming the out. The clicking's coming. She's okay. Here. Um, in what ways are you a difficult person to have a relationship with? Oh, I can flip and list them. <laughs> I can. Li- are you ready? Yes. I can list them. Oh. Sorry, if Robbie, Robbie is going to listen. I was going to say, if Robbie's listening to this, you could literally just record. Well, it doesn't need to be recorded. It's recording <laughs> now. But as in, like, use this as ammunition. Yeah, like, play. Oh, see. dear. A difficult person to be in a relationship with. I have a thing about timekeeping. Do you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm getting better. I feel like I'm getting slightly more open minded. And um, we were brought up as kids to be on time, like seriously on time. Like it was a big kind of respect thing uh, for my mom in particular, but for both my mom and dad. So it's just translated into me being an adult that also really values time. So bless him when me and Robbie first started going out. We were friends for like six years before we started going out. And I knew he was quite a messy and late person. He'll 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 agree with that. Um and so every time we started dating uh, and he took me out for dates or whatever, I'd be like on the front doorstep ready at six or five <laughs> to six, right? And if he was like, sometimes he was like half an hour late at the beginning, we would not have a good night. Let's just put it that way. I would be pissed off. Like you could, your mind just couldn't like get past seething. it. Oh, seething, absolutely seething. Nowadays, if he's going to be late, he'll text me and say and it's usually only like five ten minutes because he's like stuck in traffic or something so he'll text me and say hey darling i'm on my way i'll be there at like 10 past and so it's like level communication he's adapted well done (laughs) and um and then i can let it go very easily now so we start the date and it's not like the whole night is a write-off it's like i'd rather have a lovely date with him yeah so i just let it go so I think both of us have adapted in that sense. Although he won't ever need to be on his way to get you anymore. Well, mm, still things. Like, <laughs> I'm sure. Like, he came late for the set last night, mm. but they were late. So. You were late for your wedding, though. I <laughs> So. God damn. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, yeah, lateness is quite a funny, just a funny thing. <laughs> and then just in general, everything that adheres to that part of my life, like, I'm quite an organisational person. So being bossy is quite in my nature. So for someone who's in a relationship with me, they have to be pretty chilled. Thankfully, Robbie is. The most chilled. The most chilled. 
and he doesn't mind me busting him about. I, I, I just, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm very flexible, definitely. Like, I don't necessarily have many preferences. I literally <laughs> just <laughs> you. <laughs> Are you okay? It's like in your eye. Get it. Get it. That was the funniest thing. <laughs> it went straight in your eye. God, just... Okay. Okay. I'm so. I just aimed and I spat. I'm so (laughs) sorry. Okay. Yeah. Uh, What was I even saying? (laughs) We were saying about the relationship, and then it adheres to lots of different things. Oh yeah. Organizational. Yes. So, organizational wise. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Organizational wise. Um. Yeah, I think that kind of like ekes into every area of my life. Yeah. So I think as long as someone's all right with me being a bit more bullshy than most and yeah, I get stuff done. Though, you do. It's the great fair. thing. So that might be a downside, but then the good the upside is I get stuff done. So And you can plan a whole wedding and be the most chilled bride of ever seen. I can. And I loved it and I would do it. I'm, I won't, I don't need to do it again. <laughs> Let me just clarify. But I would do it again. I'd yeah. do it again for anybody else. That's you fine. are. When you're planner, incredible. Call me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm available to hire for a small fee. Thanks. Um, seven grand. Seven hundred <laughs> grand. <laughs> I can't believe I just spat in your eye. <laughs> so I wish sorry. we were filming this. It's oh the my funniest gosh. <laughs> It literally, I literally, it's like it I aimed and it was like, <laughs> I didn't know what oh happened. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Okay. Sorry. So, okay. Out of the negative emotions of greed, anger, jealousy, and hate, which one affects you the most? Ooh. Let me think about it. Greed. Greed, anger, anger. jealousy, and hate. I mean, none of those really apply to you at all. Wait, let me just, I'm sure. Greed, anger. I'm just weirdly whispering them into the Greed. (laughs) (laughs) Gluttony. (laughs) Um, Maybe, maybe out of the four, I don't feel it like crazy all the time, but maybe out of the four, probably anger. I mean, <laughs> if anyone's ever worked in hospitality uh, out there, I worked in it for many years, you'll realize that, I mean, the kind of boiling point gets kind of lower and lower every day that you work at hospitality. Like being a manager and being in charge of other staff as well. Like I just went from not to, I, during that job I found it very easy to go from not to 100. I wouldn't say that's in my nature. Right. But because I was very like loyal in like my team, do you know what I mean, wanted to look after them. If any customers came in and like swore at them, spat at them, tried to pour their own beers over the bar, like all these that's kind of crazy things. crazy to me. I I think I would get really angry very quickly. Pardon me. Um so I would say anger because I think the other time it comes out is, yeah, when I'm getting 
it would come out as frustration right not like i am angry at you and and probably being so classically english and passive aggressive i wouldn't even say like actually i'm saying to you you frustrate me it would be when i'm emailing people and they haven't emailed me back in two weeks and i thought i'd just send them the best song they've ever heard (laughs) and i'm like awesome well i'm doing my end of the job who's doing yours (laughs) like (laughs) so i think i i think out of the four probably anger but only because i'm like again like i like to get stuff done so if if something's not happening on the other end i get a bit like come on yeah yeah i have the same 24 hours in the day (laughs) sorry you're so funny i think um yeah i can't i don't think i've ever remembered a time where you've ever been jealous or greedy or i i mean i've never seen you angry that's what i'm saying i think i do the like english passive aggressive thing it just say all in my head mm. which isn't great pass i really really used to be very very passive aggressive but since i went to that self-esteem course mm. and they like made a big point of um like communicating there are different communication styles and you need to not be passive as a mm. someone who struggles with low self-esteem don't be passive be assertive mm. and so ever since then it's just always been on my mind and i'm like okay how do i want to communicate this thought with someone and obviously passive passive aggression is would have been my norm because you think you're like well i'm being passive but also assertive it's the great twosome but it just it honestly <laughs> when you can see someone being passive aggressive it's the most frustrating yeah thing. because what? you're like cool so you have no reason to be angry because you're not saying anything so how are people mind readers <laughs> yeah. that's literally what i think when other people do it yeah and then i do it yeah. and i am mad i know and i won't tell them why <laughs> i know and i'm absolute queen of it yeah like, honestly honestly it. i like so i i lived in a community house recently like before me and robbie got married with like 10 people and they'll all vouch for it as well flip me if you want to get learn about conflict and conflict resolution live with 10 people that you don't know it will happen and and like things come up and i remember at the beginning like you know i don't know just but same every day same banana skin on the side and the recycling bin's like two feet away from where they're leaving their banana skin every day every day and at the start i'd be like mm-hmm flipping mad like it's two feet away and my chore is the kitchen so right. i'm like how dare you be yeah. so thoughtless blah, blah, blah. don't say anything do i of course i don't of course i don't say anything <laughs> and then yeah and then after a while you realize they're not mind readers we've just all been brought up very differently like different levels of cleanliness different levels of like space usage and where you eat some people eat in their room some people eat in the kitchen like it's all different and unless you say something to them they're not gonna know and they'll never change they will never and and like maybe it doesn't mean that much to them but if you're kind of partnering in with a housing situation like housemates then then you should but oh man passive aggressiveness it's a bit silly because like you say when you see other people do it you're like well, you haven't said anything. Yeah. So why would they change? Emily, one of our closest friends, she's Emily. on the same kind of journey. Because we, we've spoken about it before, like just trying to be assertive and just mm. be honest about what you want. And the beauty of having friendships like that is that we can use each other to test these. Do Absolutely. You know what I mean? next, and like, so I think I feel like I've had things definitely with Emily where I'm like, I want to I'm going to choose to be assertive and this feels horrible but I'll tell her before I'm like you know we're practicing this thing that's I'm so gonna, lovely though how I'm lovely try is and that be assertive though, that, now. That, that, that your friendship can take on a whole other facet that it never used to include yeah that brings about like actual 
openness and like trust builds even yeah. more of a trust because you know that person isn't just being nice because they feel like they have to they're being exactly. nice because they want to do this thing with you and they love you like how exactly. nice is that and also to I know i want to get better at it i do I yeah really do. well you can come in <laughs> the, come um, in <laughs> Knowing that, like, the friendships are so surrounded in love and you never, you know, for all of us, it would never be like a, this argument's it, we're not going to be friends anymore. You Absolutely know that there's such not. a firm foundation so that you can start trying to be different ways, Absolutely. you know? Absolutely. Well, the, the, for the listeners who don't know the story, the very first proper time this happened, me, Kate <laughs> and Emily <laughs> lived together seven years ago now. Yeah about seven eight years ago um when we all moved to into the center of bristol together and it came to the first uh, christmas um, <laughs> that we all lived together and we went to poundland we thought yes let's splash out on some uh, christmas decorations and uh we were walking down the aisle and literally this was the conversation oh maybe we could uh, go like green i'm thinking like green and red next person yeah yeah we could that would yeah that would look great i mean but we could maybe just do what do you think about like pink and silver and then third person oh pink and silver yeah yeah that's great but i mean we could also like go like icy blue and silver maybe maybe how do we feel about that oh well let's just think. literally <laughs> went on literally on. about Half an hour later, I think we should bought everything in yeah. the end. We would, I don't think we could decide. But, wait, I feel like we've had but that was this the basis thing. that started off. Exactly. And now we're all getting assertive. So yeah. Now we're like, someone make a decision right now. My God, we are loud and squealy and laughy, and I hope that you enjoyed that episode with Cat. I love that woman so much. Thanks for making my life complete, Cat, and I hope you enjoyed that. I will see you back here in a couple of weeks for the finale of season two, the last episode of season two. Where has this year gone? I don't know. But we've got Mr. Tom Spate. Cannot wait for this one. See you in a couple of weeks.